Welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager, Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. That intro music you just heard is from today's guest, Grayson Deal, and the name of his band is the Big Deal Band. You get it? Deal, Grayson Deal, the Big Deal Band. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's what I love about this industry. One of our last podcasts, we talked to Jason Elquist all the way over in Arizona. Um, and now we're going to go down across this beautiful country of ours over into the beautiful hills of East Tennessee, past East Tennessee and the Western North Carolina. How you doing there, Grayson? Doing great today. How about you guys? Doing real well. Doing Thank good. You. Thank Thanks for you. asking. Yeah. Well, as I said, Grayson owns Arbor Zen Hardwood Floors, but it didn't start there, did it? No, it did not. Um, it started, I guess, before I was even born. Um, I guess you could say I was kind of uh, predestined uh, into wood flooring. Uh, believe it or not. Um, my dad, uh, when he was in his, in his college days, was um, a fraternity brother and uh, college roommate with, um, with Kent Thompson of, of Ampro. And um, they, you know, became really good friends. And uh, um, later on in life, my dad went to work for uh, Kent and Ampro, and um, as well as myself. But um, yeah, I I owe uh, most of uh, my wood flooring influence to my my father, uh, and uh, he's out of the business now. But um, I'm I'm deeper than I ever have been, and mm -hmm. and enjoying it. How so, old were you when you started doing floors? I I I guess I started actually riding around with him as he was going on his his uh, sales calls, and he actually uh, eventually. Um, um, stepped away from Ampro and started his own flooring, uh, flooring business. And I was probably in my early teenage years. I was 13, 14 years old. And um, about the same time, my best friends were getting jobs at McDonald's and, uh, you know, at, at the grocery store. And it, to me, it, it seemed like the, you know, the cool thing to do to kind of follow the trend and follow the crowd. But my dad was kind of adamant about me not doing that. And um, ultimately, I think he just needed somebody to help him carry the big machine but um it, so all your buddies were going to work at mcdonald's yeah you went to work doing floors 13 yep. 14 years old and you waited a little long but at least you yeah. got into it finally yeah but i um and working with your dad you had to be the richest kid in town um it took a little while to to get to that point but um i he, he paid me better than the the six exactly six i tried to tell wayne that uh, yeah I started the same way, very young, and uh, Wayne always makes a joke that I bragged about. I was the richest kid in town because, you know, I was making yeah. floor money and not fast food money. Yeah, when I was uh, 16, he actually gave me the opportunity to, instead of paying me by the hour, he uh, he basically, he kind of split the job with me to, to wow. just to kind of let me experience. It was my 16th birthday, and it, I guess he felt bad for having me um, install pre-finished flooring um, on my... 16th birthday but um when we were finished all said and done he paid me sixteen hundred dollars for three days worth of work and i was able to buy my first car with that oh yeah and, uh, that's what i'm talking about you're getting a bell for that going on. that's a good one man that's what i'm talking about i um i i think i when i got in the trade i ended up wondering you know what was uh was that were they teaching me a trade or was i just really cheap labor when my <laughs> uncle hired me and I, and I, one day we were sitting around at lunch and he had a son that was about a year younger than me. 
And, um, you know, I, I was talking about, I mean, when I, when I went to work for him, he told me the benefits of being on the hardwood floor trade, man, it's a great trade. You know, I raised three kids, I got this house and, you know, it's just, everything was all roses. And then uh, about a year into it, I said, you know, when, when your son, he's getting ready to graduate high school, is he going to be a floor man too? He goes, Oh no, 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 no. We're, no, we're not going to let him do this. I said, well, yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got, he's going to go to school. So you're down here in Western North Carolina and Arbor Zen Hardwood Floors. What's, what, how'd that name come about? Um, so the name came about uh, by trying to figure out a way to distinguish myself and my, my oh. business um, you know, from, from the, the companies that are established. We're, we're located just at, outside of Asheville and Asheville's a, a pretty good sized market. Um, the Blue Ridge Mountains are beautiful and there's... Uh, there's a lot, lot going on here in the building industry. Um, and Arbor Zen, the, the name is basically the idea that um, uh, we plant 25 trees for every floor that we do. And um, it doesn't really take a whole lot of extra effort for us to, um, um, to, to be able to say that. Uh, we've planted a significant amount of trees with our own bare hands, but majority of them are planted through our partnerships with uh, nonprofit organizations. We have three that we partner with and we basically, we send them, you know, monetary donations every month and we, we stay in good connection with them. And um, yeah, um, after five years of business, we can say we've helped plant over 35,000 trees. And so the apples to apples thing, when, when comparing, you know, your flooring guys or who you're gonna get your flooring from, uh, we just wanted to be able to say, you know, look, we, we're going to go a little bit further and, uh, you know, um, try to try to create that, that connection with the, the floors as well. A lot of the wood that we buy uh, is sourced locally from the Western North Carolina area. So we try to connect them, uh, you know, the homeowners with that as well. Yeah. How important is community involvement for you? Um, it's, it's very involvement uh, or important. We, uh, I, I live in a small town called Black Mountain, and uh, we're about 10 miles east of, uh, east of Asheville. And, um, you know, to this day, we don't really spend and haven't spent money on marketing. Um, the uh, um, majority of our business comes from word of mouth and uh, just being a part of a community. You know, we're part of the Home Builders Association. Um, we're part of the Chamber of Commerce. Um, but ultimately, we're just a part of the community, and uh, we try to to help out, um, you know, when we are called to do so. And um, you know, that's what really helps helps get our name out there uh, without having to spend big bucks like some of the other guys do. Yeah. How old are you? I'm. I just turned thirty-five. You're thirty-five. I love you, young guys, and your cool names for these companies. <laughs> there are so many cool names out there. Um, I did business for a long time up in the Albany, New York area, and there were three custom floors companies, three different custom floors. One guy actually spelled his with a K. Everybody yeah. was going with custom floors or Bob's floors or whatever. We've had some pretty cool names on with you guys that have some meaning to it. So that's great. Yeah. I, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, Grayson, is um, uh, you you were kind of, I met you uh, a while back at, at lunch with one of our other reps, and as I was talking to you, you were like an onion. I mean, you just kept peeling back more layers that were interesting to me. 
uh, for a young guy, you've accomplished a lot. And um, one of those things was uh, being a 40 under 40 uh, recipient. Uh, yeah. 40 most influential guys in the, in the industry under 40 years old for the NWFA. Uh, what, uh, what does that mean to you? That's a pretty high honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it, at the time it was a, a, a pretty big shock to me because I, it's not something that I was, you know, pursuing or uh, trying to, um, you know, trying to go after. Uh, I just one day got an email saying that, uh, you know, we had been selected and, and, and quite honestly, I was kind of uh, perplexed on how, um, you know, how someone who started a flooring company and the size of, uh, with an office, the size of a, uh, a closet with no window, um, could get you know recognized or even noticed, and um, you know ultimately it it it, it made me feel uh, that that what I was doing was um, you know I'm, I was on the right path. I, I made me feel like all the hard work and the sweat equity that we put into this day in and day out, um, you know, was justified in 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 some small way. And um, yeah, now now copy that. Um, um, magazine, you know, sits on the, the counter when folks come in and, you know, it, it's, it's nice to be able to have a little bit of, uh, credibility, uh, to go along with that. So when we, we talk to people, um, they can kind of be a little bit more assured that we're not just a fly by night, you know, flooring company that's, you know, going to come in and do a quick job and get out of there. We're, we're here to, here to stay and here to build something. Yeah. I love that the NWFA does this. I think this is really important for a lot of reasons. And I think that uh, a young guy and then the, the hills of Western North Carolina can have that kind of influence. And like, I love the story of you planting the trees for, was it uh, 25 trees for uh, over for every every job or, or yeah, something? Yeah, so we, um, we call it the 25 tree promise. Uh, we, uh, we promise that we'll plant 25 trees for every floor that we do. And uh, we kind of jumped on the social media bandwagon and did uh, hashtag 25 tree promise. And I'm uh, trying to build upon on that a little bit. You, you touched on something I did want to talk about too, um, is social media. Um, how much time do you spend with social media? How, how has it helped your business? And because uh, you can go down a rabbit hole with social media uh, and waste a lot of time there, but also it's important to this generation of buyers. Um, yeah. and, uh, so what social media do you use and, uh, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, social media, um, when I was first starting the company was a, um, it, it was kind of, um, it, it was blossoming at the same time, uh, which was really cool because I could kind of see, um, the value in it, um, start to develop right in front of my eyes, um, uh, you know, following other trades. I, if, if you, if you, so I use Instagram, uh, most of the time, but, uh, we have a Facebook page and a Google page, but those are just kind of, um, you know, commonplace for most businesses, but, um, Instagram as a whole has been, um, uh, is, has been monumental for our business. Um, in the first couple of years, I was, I was using it a lot more than I am today, Ironically, because I, that's because I've we've gotten to the point where we're so busy that it's hard for me to kind of set aside the time for that. I've, I've actually, some of my guys will um, be uh, 
dedicated for that day to take make sure we take pictures because we uh, we kind of get in our own world just working as hard as we can and forget to do so. But um, when our, our company and business was kind of in the, uh, the developmental stage, we were, I mean, I was posting um, all the time and Instagram actually kind of bridged a, a great gap for me because I, I minored in photography in, in college and I've never really did anything with it, but I always had um, a passion for photography. I, I as a kid, I, my, my dream was to uh, be a, uh, a photographer for National Geographic magazine. Um, I later in life realized, you know, if, if you want to make a career in your passion, it can be, it can kind of take, take away from that a little bit. So yeah. I ended up with horrible floors. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I at times thought about being a fishing guide. Don't, yeah. don't say anything, Rob. But I, I, I did for the same reason, I wouldn't want to turn what I love into a, a, a job. Yeah. Um, and also you mentioned National Geographic, a little fun fact. My brother is on the cover of a National Geographic magazine. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Um, he was in the army and uh, the Berlin Wall was being torn down and uh, there's some Russian soldiers walking by with their knees kicked up real high and there's an American soldier standing there and my, that American soldier is my brother. Wow. Uh, in, in Germany in the, uh, in the 80s, early 80s, I guess it was. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Very yeah. cool. Hey, I want to go back to what he mentioned with Instagram. Um, for you listeners out there, I know some of us, uh, some of you guys, you listened to our one that we did on social media. Uh, with Erica Kitsie. And that is exactly what Erica said, is exactly what uh, Grayson's doing here. He's using Instagram for his inspiration. And he's using the business, he's using Facebook for his business, phone numbers and, and things like that. So that's just awesome. You're doing exactly what, uh, what we had said in that one podcast with Erica Kitsie. I'm, well, also- I'm glad to hear that it's working. And also to your point, uh, Rob, Rob, Rob always says the first guy that jumps on right. us makes, makes the real money. Uh, lost you there for a minute. So Rob's yeah. always said the first guy that jumps on a trend or whatever makes the real money or makes the makes the most impact. When the when that inst- social media and Instagram came along, there's two ways you can go. There's one is I don't have time for this, which would be a lot of people's, uh, you know, uh, look, I'm running a business. I've got enough on my plate. I don't have time for that. Or you can embrace it. And uh, I think by it kind of shows you what a difference it can make by uh, embracing new technology. Um, Absolutely. So you you minored in photography. What was your major? Business, um, business management, uh, marketing and management. Was, marketing uh, management. Yeah. You get out of college, yeah. open a wood floor business. Well, not not exactly. Um, I got out of college and um, went to work in the um, corporate software world. Um, you know. I was telling Eileen this story, but while I was in college, I had uh, two jobs uh, throughout my college career. And um, one was I did, I I worked in the kitchen at Red Lobster. I got paid $7 and 25 cents an hour to work in the kitchen. And then the other was from time to time, I would get uh, uh, flooring jobs on the side that my dad would say, Hey, this guy called, he's in your area. Can you go take care of this for him? And I would do that on the weekend. And, um, I would, I'd make a two week salary, uh, and in, in a day or two, um, and not have to smell like fried fish. But, um, I, at the time I wasn't, 
I wasn't fully aware of uh, the potential uh, that hardwood flooring really laid out or the, the path itself could have uh, present for me. I, I did kind of what I, I, I thought I was supposed to do. So I, I got a job working in, um, in corporate software and basically was an inside sales rep. Uh, I, was, I was the pre-sales guy. I um, pretty much was in a call center uh, and I had a, you know, a, a, a set quota of phone calls that I had to make in a certain amount of time. And, um, and I, I did that for about a year and a half before I realized that this, this was not for me. Um, I, I, I stepped out of, away from that and eventually, well, in between, I eventually went to work for Kent Thompson and uh, Ampro, American Products. I, I did that for uh, about three or four years. But in between those two jobs, I, I took some time and uh, walked the Appalachian Trail. And, um, and that's a, that was probably a, a monumental point in my life where I got to you know, spend six months walking from Georgia to Maine, kind of figuring out what am I gonna do? I was 25 at the time and what am I gonna do with the rest of my life? And um, by the time I, fin I finished in October and I, we got the phone call from Kent Thompson um, you know, saying he needed, he needed a sales rep in my area uh, about a month later. So it worked out really well. And I have to, you know, say thanks to Kent for that because, you know, he's, he's also a, a big reason why I'm, I'm in this, uh, this industry today. Um, so I worked That's there. That's great. The next time you got to make a decision like that, yeah. you're taking that six month walk, just call yeah. Wayne. Wayne, just call can, Wayne. Yeah. Just call Wayne. Well, now Wayne, I know. Wayne, um, yeah, exactly. It was nice though, right? It was a good walk. Yeah. Had to be pretty cool. The Appalachian Trail, that's amazing. Yeah, everybody it was, that's sorry, everybody that's done it has said it's pretty life altering. Um, what What did you learn out of that, man? What did you get come away from that six months? And were you by yourself, or did you go with somebody else? Uh, I I was by myself. I started by myself. The intention was to you know go on my own. Um, I. I quickly learned that it's a very social experience. There were lots, lots of people that uh, that had started. I, I, I had pictured it, you know, being dropped off in the middle of the woods and being by myself for a long, long time. And uh, um, when I got to the, the trailhead in Springer Mountain, Georgia, there were probably 20 people starting. And then that night at the first campsite, there were like 45 people. Um, there's a lot of people that are ambitious and, and take the undertaking. There's not a lot of people that get to that, the finish line. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, I don't think Arbor Zen would be Arbor Zen if it hadn't have been for the, uh, that, that walk. Um, the, the whole idea that, you know, we, I need to be conscious about, um, you know, giving back whenever I can, um, and using whatever, uh, platform or whatever, um, abilities that I have, um, if I can pair that with the opportunity to, uh, to give back, then, you know, it's going to, um, it's, it's going to come back, um, full circle to me and, you know, to others around me. That's awesome. I still love the part though, where you're sitting in that air conditioned office, you got a nice cold beverage, very comfortable, and the whole time you're thinking, man, do I miss the sweat and the heat and the dust carrying all the heavy equipment around? I got to get out of this. I got to get back to the floors. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. You had a calling, man. 
Yeah. You had a calling. That dust just gets in your veins, gets in your blood. If um, so, and you, I, you're sitting at your store right now. You have a retail store. Yep. And I always ask people that have a retail store, they're young guys that are just starting in the in the business and go that direction. What if I were to tell you, hey, I'm 26 years old. I'm 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 on my own now. I'm going to open up a retail store. What 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 would the 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 biggest piece of advice you would give me? Um, I it would be to uh, really really think about what you want out of uh, the business, wh what type of business that you want to run. I, I'm realizing now that because we have a retail store, um, I feel like I have two businesses instead of one, even though they have the same name. Uh, we have a, you know, a brick and mortar uh, hardwood flooring showroom um, with uh, a lot of custom samples, but also pre-finished samples as well. Uh, and then we have a warehouse across the street where our trucks are parked and our equipment is and our, uh, you know, our our wood is um and it it feels like um while i'm out in the field with my my crews and my team i come back and then i i realize you know there are three people walked in and uh to the store today and we had um a couple of inbound emails and a couple of phone calls and ultimately i i guess in the beginning i didn't really know what i wanted out of a business i just wanted to you know, be a business guy and, and, you know, make it as big and as I, as it possibly could. I, I thought, you know, the bigger, the better, um, the more revenue, the more, um, um, you know, bands that you can have on the road, the more, uh, people that are more a slice of the pie that you can essentially get the better. And, um, I think at this point I'm, I'm realizing, you know, that, that's not always the case. If I could just kind of just dial it back a little bit, focus on what we're best at, focus on um, delivering, you know, a high quality product and, uh, you know, high customer satisfaction, um, then, you know, we'll, we'll be just fine no matter where our you know, revenues really are. Um, they kind of come effortlessly when that's the type of uh, business model you have when it's driven on customer satisfaction. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, we talked to a lot of different people that have showrooms and, 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 and the guys that don't. And success looks different to everybody that, you know, to differently, right? Does that Appalachian Trail ever call you? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's in my backyard. Um, it's not too far away. I it's I'm a different I'm in a different phase of life now. I'm 35, married, have two kids, and um, it absolutely calls. And I can't wait to have a one-year-old uh, or I have a two-year-old and a four-month-old. And I can't wait to um, share that aspect of life with them or just, you know, enjoying getting out in the in, in nature in general. Doesn't necessarily have to be the Appalachian Trail, but um, yeah, I mean, being able to drive around these mountains, knowing that we're you know, being a part of the, the building industry is, is enjoyable. Um, yeah. Asheville's uh, has been a great little pocket uh, for a lot of people moving here, a lot of great builders here um, and, and fantastic craftsmen, custom homes being built. Um, I mean, way more than we could actually keep up with. And um, it's just, it's nice to be a part of that. And, and, and 
do it where, you know, be where we want to be and live where we want to be. You're, you're right. It is a pretty special part of the world. And would there ever be a day that the retail side of your business gets so big that you'll rarely be in, be in the field? And how do you balance that with uh, your passion for hardwood floors uh, with uh, running a business and being away from it? You know, the, as you say, the, 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 you know, you've scaled it down, but the more, the more business grows and, you know, life sometimes organically happens that um, you, you get, you get taken out of the field more and more. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's, it's, it, it's, it's been kind of a, a learning experience, uh, nonetheless. Like I never really anticipated that um, by doing what I thought, you know, by, by opening the, uh, the showroom that I would kind of get spread so thin so fast. And, you know, there have been moments where I kind of felt like I was, you know, hitting my tipping point a little bit, but uh, you know, I think ultimately being connected to the uh, the wood floors and being um, a part of that 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 finishing process is what really helps me kind of keep my sanity a little bit. Um, so, you know, what we do is we have an office manager, we have an inside sales um, uh, rep, and um, we have an estimator, and then uh, myself and a couple of other guys, we kind of project manage in the field. Um, I, I wear essentially all the hats that, that I can. I mean, most business owners do, but, um, you know, I, my wife would probably say that I, I work too much that I, 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 I enjoy what I do so much that it's, it's become kind of a, um, a passion that I, I just don't turn off. I will, uh, you know, I'll work out in the field all day and then um, I'll come home, you know, take care of the kids for a couple of hours, get them to bed. My wife always goes to bed early. And then I'll stay up for two to three hours, sending emails and catching up on um, the, the QuickBooks and, and, um, and then wake up, you know, bright and early and do it all over again. Um, but what drives me is that it's, it's, this is my, uh, my business this is my world that I've created for myself and um, and you know I if I wanted to stop today I could but I certainly don't want to and I want to keep uh, I want to keep keep making it as efficient and uh, enjoyable as possible yeah it, 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 it comes across every time uh, I talk to you Grayson and I and I you know you, you talked about being in the business world and working in a cubicle and that kind of stuff um, uh, you can't get that same passion, that same feeling. And, and I don't know what, what price you can put on that. Uh, it's pretty special to have. Um, you way you approach your business in your life and maybe talk about a little bit about more paying it forward. And, uh, um, you know, it's your reflection of you know, how that comes across with your kids and that kind of stuff that's outside of business as well, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, the trees is kind of the, the, the original premise of paying it forward. Uh, you know, we, we use a lot of the raw materials. Um, majority of the, the flooring that we work with in Western North Carolina is white oak um, and red oak. Occasionally we'll get to use some other stuff in there. But uh, so essentially we want to just let, let folks know that, you know, 
we're it, it doesn't stop with us just because we came in and and did your floors we're going to you know pass it pass it on there's 25 trees that are going to be planted um in your your name in your honor that um you know that you can be thankful for that you know it's going to uh, that you know generations beyond us will be able to appreciate and um and you know essentially that's 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 one of the, uh, the the main ideas that we we like to pay forward. But I think ultimately, just looking out for people in in the in the industry. You know, we I started this with uh, just by myself, and then um, uh, hired a couple of guys. Now we have nine people, and um, you know, trying to make sure that they have you know they can see my passion, but uh, they have you know an opportunity. Uh, for them and their families that is, you know, bigger than just me going out and doing floors. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a job, it's a, it's a career path. And I want to, you know, I always try to invest in good people and good equipment. And, um, and quite honestly, if it hadn't been for Bona, I probably would have gotten out of flooring uh, a long time ago. Um, it's just, it's, it's a hard business. And it's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of issues that, um, that, that, that can go wrong. And, you know, everything falls on the floor and it's always the flooring guy's fault at the end of the day for some reason. Um, but when I, when I discovered, you know, the education that uh, Bona was providing and the, um, the push towards greener products, I grew up using oil-based polyurethane, Masterline, polyurethane and um, I'm now you know we strictly use bona water-based finished and I'm super thankful for that so uh, it's better for our health and for the health of our guys um, we uh, we jumped on board with the uh, the, the bona power drive and the uh, the, the dust containment systems uh, a couple of years ago and you know not only are we making better floors than we were before but we're working a little less um, hard and you know it just feels like we have a a, a great partner behind us should something uh, you know go wrong which occasionally it does well we uh, certainly appreciate your partnership all the way down the line so thank you for that you and uh, a couple things one is you mentioned that there's primarily red oak and white oak in in your area of the world that's true but you have got one of the best exotic wood stores in the America, right up the road from you. I don't know. I can't remember the, what's the name of it. It's a it's a lumber store. Uh, they they provide all the uh, lumber for uh, uh, Woodcraft Supply. Uh, it's it's a uh, weed weed. What's the what's the town? It's uh, uh, in town of uh, in Weaverville. Weaverville, uh, yeah. I can't I, remember the name of it, but man, is it's like a candy store for me when I go in there. Yeah. Man. I haven't spent. Uh, I I wish I could say I've been in there more. Um, one of my good friends is a, a furniture maker and he, he goes yeah. there all the time. And, um, I always kind of have the dream that I'll, I'll, you know, do more woodworking projects on my own. Um, unfortunately it's, it's time has not really presented itself the way that I, I would like it to, but, um, yeah, it's a uh, core mark is the name Cormark, of it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, man. It's uh it is just, you walk through there, man, to me, it's like, I could go broke in that place. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm like you, it's, it's one thing to buy the wood and it's the other thing to have the time to do something with it. Yeah. Um, right. You and I share uh, a passion um, 
I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm a huge uh, bluegrass fan. I like all genres of music, but I'm uh, really now big into Billy Strings. I don't know if oh, you yeah. know him. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so uh, you're actually in a bluegrass band. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Just like my dad turned me on to um, hardwood flooring as a kid, he also turned me on to uh, music. My, my parents actually met when they were in their 20s. Um, my dad was a guitar teacher at a local, um, local college. And my, uh, my mother was in the class. And um, there was a day when they were just progressing through the class and he said, okay, we're, we're gonna try to take what we've learned and try to you know, play some songs and sing some songs. Is anybody in here um, willing to come up and sing? And he, he said it was just crickets, like nobody wanted to go in front of the class. And then um, um, my mom, she just out of the blue raised her hand and said, I'll do it. So she came up and um, she's, she has a great voice. She's, she's, been, um, she's been the singer of the, the group for a long time. And, and then my dad plays a guitar. Eventually when I was a kid, they, they, they needed someone to play the bass is what he pretty much said. And um, as a kid, he gave me the biggest instrument possible. As a 12, 13-year-old, I'm playing an instrument that's taller than I am. But, um, you know, kind of similar to hardwood floors, I just didn't really see the value in it as a, as a little kid or as a young, young adolescent teenager. Um, but now, and, you know, in my mid-30s, I, I, I play in a bluegrass band. Um, we... We were before the coronavirus. We were playing, you know, probably six, seven, eight gigs a, a month, and um, you know, I and and having a lot of fun with it. You know, after a long day of um, working um, on on floors or just you know dealing with with customers, um, to be able to go and play music in front of uh, a live audience is just to me that was. Um, that, that was like the ultimate release. That was my, uh, my, my, my therapy, my kind of uh, outlet to uh, just, just let, let go and enjoy. Um, you know, we're not playing near as much as we used to. We, we had a, a weekly gig at a um, restaurant in town, which we haven't played in four months. Uh, we, we played two times in the last four months and I hope that, you know, kind of changes soon, but I do love Billy Strings and I love bluegrass music and just yeah. some, something so, about it. I, I like listening to it while I work on floors because it's just the, the, the banjo and the, the, the upbeatness of uh, bluegrass music just kind of makes you want to go a little, little faster. You, know, you have any uh, of your music on your phone? Uh, no, I don't believe I do. We, uh, oh. the, the name of our band is the, the Big Deal Band. Um, and that, my, my last name is The Big Deal Band. The Big, big Deal, deal Band. band. Right. Deal you got band any videos still. or anything out there we can yeah, watch? Yeah, there's some on. Um, there's some on YouTube, and um, I, I think we still have a website up. I, I'm pretty sure we have we have a Facebook page. I never really dabbled too much in the uh, uh, the, the marketing side of it, but um, yeah. So I, I play with um, a couple of my best friends who are my age, and then my dad and. Um, um, one of his best friends from his generation. Um, so it's, it's just, it's a well-rounded band. We, we, we call it a bluegrass band, even though we play, uh, I would say a lot of um, 
play a lot of bluegrass covers, a lot of um, classic rock songs, and uh, we even do some some hip hop songs, but in kind of a yep. uh, bluegrass format. All right, we, so want to make it fun. Okay, so a um, couple things here. Uh, do, do you have a violin in the band? No, we don't. Or, uh, or a mandolin player? Yeah, we do have a mandolin player okay. and a banjo. Okay, so here's the thing. Anybody's listening right now and goes, ah, bluegrass music, man, ah, you know, I don't even listen to that crap. I swear man. to God, they are some of the best musicians you'll ever see in your life. And what amazes me, if you get a really tight bluegrass band, there could be like four guys in a band and you don't know who the lead singer is. And they can trade yeah. off instruments and play. I mean, they're, it's amazing, really. And here's how hip they are. You want to talk about how cool bluegrass is? Let's uh, hear. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, Led Zeppelin. All right. And you don't get much more rock than Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah. I met him uh, while he was touring with Alison Krauss playing bluegrass music. And he flat out loved it. It was a, you could tell how much he was on stage and he killed it, man. I actually have a picture of him with his arm around me. I had backstage passes. I have oh. connections, uh, you know, who? Highlander. Um, so, uh, Anyhow, who, who, unfortunately, he looks who's like in the picture. Huh? He said Led Zeppelin. Who? Robert Plant. Robert okay. Plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was seen with uh, Allison. There Krauss. you go. And yeah. uh, sorry. There's sorry. nobody uh, named Led Zeppelin. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> hey, anyway, I got a, he afterwards. He, he was talking to my brother. It's long story short, but he had his, he put his arm around me, and my brother took a picture. But he looks like some homeless dude, man. You'd never look at it and go, yeah, that's Robert Plant. But I'll tell you what. When he got on that stage. He was a rock star, man. His voice yeah. was incredible, and and uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. That you, I'm I'm I listen to all kinds of music, but I am a freak about bluegrass music. Yeah, um, I introduced. I you gotta to be band. honest, Wayne. You got me hooked on bluegrass. Yeah, there you go. Just, just you from know, that one song, now I got a bunch of violin. Band. I'll let I'll let I'll let it slide that you didn't call it a fiddle. Yeah, well, I was it was, I, I was curious about that violin thing too. Yeah. I never heard Charlie Daniels call it a violin, yeah. ever. True that. <laughs> Thank you guys for what you're doing. I, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast. I, uh, you know, as things have kind of changed for us, um, you know, with the uh, um, with the virus, you know, it's a it's a different landscape in a lot of ways. So there's a lot of guys out there like myself that are you know turning towards outlets like this to try to you know figure out what to do next or how to how to move forward and um you know i, I listen to every every episode of your guys podcast and um um the other ones from uh, nwfa and i have to say it's 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 good to hear that you know we're not in this by ourselves that you know there is a um a community of you know the flooring industry in general and um and and that you know i my dad's out of the business now and i've i've kind of um i've i'm 5 years into when i started arbor's Inn. and i guess one of the things i have kind of gotten to a uh, a a point where it's like all right you know it's what 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 do we do next i mean how do we either you know sustain or do we you know pivot do we what 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 are we going to do to um um, you know, not only survive, but thrive in the next five years. And um, ultimately, you know, to be a part of uh, the community and to be able to um, have the uh, Instagram account where all of my, you know, 
um, the people that I follow are our industry peers and to see what they're doing, you know, that, that kind of thing inspires, inspires the work that, you know, I'm doing. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's nice to know that, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that are, uh, you know, just as passionate about it as, as we are. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, mentors go, I, I don't necessarily have a mentor that is um, kind of telling me, you know, this is what you should do, or, you know, here's where you are. A lot of what we're doing is, you know, just getting up and working hard, but, you know, these podcasts, um, the, uh, the NWFA expo videos, um, and then just being in like the, uh, the, the, the Facebook forums or the, the Instagram feeds, you know, those things are extremely helpful. And, you know, we're now in a generation where you can really educate yourself, um, you know, at a click of a button if you, if you want to, but it's nice that folks like Bona and the NWFA are out there helping, um, providing, you know, training classes and education as well. Yeah, I think uh, what you said is so true is that um, I think that's one of the, uh, this is, this, the internet, uh, while it can be a challenge sometimes with homeowners or what have you, has added another dimension to hardwood floors that I think is so freaking cool. And it shows you, this is really a small industry, but when you can, you know, I, I'm the same way. I still get on Instagram and go, man, look at this floor, man. This, look at this. the guy inlaid uh, metal into this floor and he did this and now, and, and he, you know, he did the radius border and all that. I mean, I, it still blows my mind, man. I still love to see it. And I think as a floor contractor today, I would get stoked, man. Like, man, look at this guy raise the bar again. Let's see if we can do something cool like that and stuff. So Absolutely. I love that part of it. So Grayson, when you're not doing floors, like you said, you're married with a couple kids. Uh, how do you balance the, the, that life with, uh, with, with floors? Yeah. So, um, I've got, I've got a two-year-old and, uh, and a, and a four month old. And, you know, before, before my wife, uh, before my kids, you know, it, I could basically work seven days a week or six days a week and, um, you know, not worried about getting home in time for dinner, getting time home. And being home in time to, to give my kids baths and, um, you know, just, um, just having that family time. It, I, I'm so thankful for the, the place that I'm in in life now that I have the opportunity to provide for, for my family and um, um, but also, but also, you know, spend time with our family. We, we just got back from, even though, uh, you know, virus is out there, we just got back from a vacation to the beach. We're there for five, six days and it, it was great. Um, I, it was probably the first vacation I've had since I started Arbor Zen that I, I knew that I, I had the right people behind me and uh, the right people, um, you know, in place and that, you know, the world's not gonna crumble uh, around me because I'm spending time with my family. Um, as you know, Wayne, I know you like to, to fish. Um, we have a uh, small lake near our house and I've, my, my two and a half year old, he, he's just, it started with baby shark, which um, if you have <laughs> kids, you, you'll know to, to hate baby shark. But, um, um, but, I, I turned miles on to, uh, to fishing. We would just, you know, I'd get home. Uh, we'd, we'd walk down to the, to the lake. He had his little toy fishing pole and I had mine and we'd go, um, just go catch a couple of fish for a half an hour or an hour. And, you know, 
it it meant all the world to him, but it meant even much more to me. And uh, my wife would come down there with us as well. Um, she'd walk around the lake pushing pushing our daughter. And um, you know, just moments like that are really what's important. And I try to tell my employees, um, you know, we don't work for a living, we work so we can enjoy our, our life. And, um, you know, for the longest time we were working on the weekends and I really, I just had to put a stop to that. Um, you know, unless it's just ultimately necessary. Um, and so, you know, we, we want to make sure that we all make time for, for our family, um, which is, which is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try to enjoy those times now fishing with your two and a half year old kid. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because right now he's looking at you like a God, like this guy is amazing, you know, teaching him how to fish, yeah. but he's going to turn 19 or 20. Okay. It's going to be a complete role reversal. When I go fishing now with my son, he, he just looks at me, you know, he's a master fisherman compared to anything that I ever did literally he's now tying lures on like here try this one he ties it on he does it It, i'm getting dumber as i get older when it comes to fishing and everything it's almost embarrassing to fish with him but they're awesome times i i know what you're talking about there yeah be be ready because he'll be 19 or 20 yeah kenny chesney's song kenny chesney does a song called don't blink and everybody with a two-year-old has got to listen to that song because, man, in in 19, 20 years, he'll be tying your lures on for you, showing you what I'll to do. Think about. Yeah, we. <laughs> I caught a um um. I, I would say call it the world's smallest fish. It was a, a brim that was probably two inches big. I mean, I don't even know how it got on the hook, but uh, my son was just. It could have been a shark on the other end of that fishing pole. He was so excited. And uh, that two-inch prim made our day. And, awesome. You know, being awesome. Out there. That's, that is a great fishing story, man. <laughs> Little world's smallest fish. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson, it, it's uh, been an honor to talk to you, man. I really like your style. Uh, I, I uh, enjoyed the conversation, man. I, I like the, I'm, I'm glad you were a 40 under 40 recipient. Damn it. I mean, the industry needs more guys like you. And uh, really enjoyed our time together, man. And thanks for it. And all the all the best uh, success in the world to you. Thank you guys so much. It's been an honor to be a part of it. I've enjoyed listening to it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. I I, I look forward to uh, you know spending more time engaging with you guys uh, you know in the future as well. Fair nice enough. meeting you, Grayson. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thank you guys. So this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. The moments that make up the dawn days Greater ways the hours that are our pathway Kicking around down a piece of ground in your hometown Waiting for someone or something to show you the way Sunshine, staying home to watch the rain. You are young and life is long, and there's time to kill today. And then one day you'll find ten years have got behind you. No one told you where to run. You missed the starting gun. Whoa.
run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Racing around to come back behind you again. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older. Shorter a breath than one day close to death. Every year is getting shorter. Never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught or have a base or scribbled line. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. Time is gone. Song is over. Thought I'd something more to say.